You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. If you listen to the show via iTunes, take a minute to write a review. And if you haven't found us yet on iTunes, simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show. you got to listen to us. We have a lot of great shows. So let's get into our next interview. Being creative and innovative may be two of the leading factors in giving your firm that extra boost of what it needs. With highly popular keynotes and workshops and appearances on business programs, not as fantastic as ours, you know, just NPR, Marketplace, things like that. Maxine Shapiro offers and shows her passion for releasing the talent within clients and their organizations. Maxine, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Asia, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And we've talked a little bit before, so people have no idea what they're in for with this. But I want to hear about your story. So how did you become a real thought leader and coach in this industry? Well, I spent... After 15 years on the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade, uh, and what I would do in the evenings is I would then go and be in some theater group, and then I started doing Second City while I was fully immersed in the financial industry. And I moved down to Dallas, Texas, and started co-hosting a financial radio show and went on to Marketplace, as you mentioned, Marketplace Morning Report, and I, I... I saw that for organizations to flourish, they had to start accessing the latent talent of their employees. And this was a passion of mine. I just got, and still doing improv. So I was at this uh, workshop in Upper State New York, and I'm doing one of the exercises, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, this translates perfectly to business. And I, I just got crazed. And, and the person who was leading that workshop... Uh, said, oh my gosh, there's a slew of us around the world that do this. And I found Applied Improvisation Network, and uh, I have been doing that since, and it has been a joy, a wonder, a roller coaster. And it's such a unique combination of two different elements that seem so juxtaposed. So can you talk a little bit about your definition of improv and what you may think people think of when they hear improv? Oh, Excellent question, because it would be like, oh, my God, it's going to be, you know, you and your boss are at a bus stop, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> three employees walk into a bar. No, it's not that at all. It's not. This is the application of improvisation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, improvisation is, is really thinking quick on your feet, being spontaneous, being able to react. Now, there are many components within the improv world, and that's what I'm saying that translate. And, Asia, you said something earlier that they were just opposed, that that finance and improv, and it's not. Anyone who thinks that they're going to wake up in the morning and go, I know how my my business day is going to go, ask any of them if it ever did. Of course it didn't. You know, we have to be ready for those changes, and the new economy is all about agility. Definitely. And coming from the world of finance, there is this idea for a lot of people who use the term coach. And finance doesn't have that same kind of connotation because it's so numbers and specific. Mm. So 
what was your thought process like when you made this transition from finance into something that's more creative and out of the box? Sure. That's funny because, you know, my company's called Inside the Box, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, that's okay, Alicia. Um, so first of all, let me explain that, that, yes, when I was on the floor of the Board of Trade, yes, that was the financial world. It was commodity trading, you know. And then, but what happened throughout, you know, my evolution in that was it became more about business. So I got to touch all industries. I had to report on it. I had to give a commentary on it. You know, it was daily when I was on North Texas Public Radio. It was weekly when I was on Marketplace. So it was really about um about business. So for me, the transition was extremely easy because I was literally, like I said, immersed in that world. And I went, ah, you know, Enron and WorldCom and, you know, transparency and CEOs and what's happening here, you know. And and meanwhile, employees are like, I don't know what's happening. So it, it, it was a, to me, it was the right transition. I see. And let's talk about your brand now. So what what is your brand like uh, for someone who isn't familiar with your keynote presentations and your workshops, what would they expect from Maxine? High energy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and a, a, a lot of uh, interaction, which is really important. I only know one way of learning, and that's by experiencing it. So you can call it, you know, experiential training. You can call it interactive engagement. You know, people use all these words. I'm going to just tell you that there's some of them are, are even called games. Okay, but what I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Bring them on. You know. Um, so what I like to do is go in and, and it starts right off. I mean, I start right off to get them comfortably out of their comfort zone. So whether it's a room of 600 people or you know a board of of seven, you know wonderful egos going at once, I immediately go into an activity. So the, the branding, and, and the reason why I started calling it inside the box is because that whole term, think outside, that you had to be clever, and people weren't speaking up because they had to be clever. And I'm going, no, it's the obvious things that connect us, right? Let's take Steve Jobs for one. How innovative was this man? Extremely. Right, we we lost we lost a great innovator, an icon. Yes, uh, definitely. Now, when he was doing the iPhone and his iPad, now he could have made some really fancy stylist. He could have, you know, there's so much he could have done. What's more obvious than the finger, right? Kept it simple. Kept it simple. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. I love that because it's almost like the expression "I don't want to reinvent the wheel" with people who want to take something that's already established and build on that or innovate within that. Thank you. <laughs> what, a, what a segue for Yes And. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, let's hear Angela. about Yes And. Yes And. And for everyone listening, I know it can be a little bit hard to keep up with us. We're both a ball of energy in here, but you need to look into this woman because so many of her strategies are things that you can adapt right now. Exactly. So let's talk about your I don't even want to call it a strategy. It's more of a way of thinking. Let's talk about the yes and. Absolutely. Well, what is that? What is it? It's the the opposite of yes, but. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we can't do that. But we tried it last mm-hmm. year. I don't know. It's never going to work. You know, yes and is awake. And you started saying it. It's about building on other ideas. So let's just take it from where we were. By you stating something that's obvious. Okay, I get a thought that goes, oh my gosh, and we could do this, and we can do that. Salespeople absolutely love yes and, if they're open to it. But it means you have to be listening. 
Okay, it means that I have to hear. It means that I have to, you know, know my strategy and be able to keep it in my back pocket, and most importantly, be present to you. All right, so I can hear what you're saying and build on it. All right. Now, does that mean that you never say no? Maybe. <laughs> Mike, I was just listening to Mike. I know what that material. Mike Rothenberg, um, who owns Rothenberg Ventures, thirty-year-old probably billionaire by now, all right? He was talking about his whole company is run like improv. He took his improv class at Stanford Business School, okay? So you've got MIT, you've got Wharton, you've got, you know, UCLA Business Schools. All of these schools now are now teaching improv because leaders have to be more agile. They have to be more collaborative. And, and what Mike said, he goes, you know, you have people around you that you trust, if you don't, then why are they around you, okay? Can't you find something good to say about something that they suggest? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes, I thought the same thing when I first started, and I found that it didn't work, but I like your thinking. Instead of going, we tried that. <sighs> Whoa, you just shut me down. And, and the worst is when they go, uh, we tried that already. Give me another idea. Yes. Well, sorry, I'm not going to. I'm done. I'm done. And I've learned that in my own work also, you always have to supplement a solution if you're going to turn something down. So I love that idea of it's yes and, or even you were mentioning maybe you never say no again. Maybe maybe you do, but in the positive way. I, I'm, I'm Thank you for catching me on that. I said there, it, there, there's a lot of gray, okay? Mm-hmm. Life is gray, mm-hmm. you know? Actually, it's quite colorful. <laughs> you know, it's not, let's it's let's not, not black and white. It's not black and white, <laughs> exactly. And so this is the beginning. This becomes the platform by with, by with all, um, all my training is built on and all my workshops and, and keynotes are, you know, and coaching. You know, to be so present to that person that, that we can really, um, that we can really, once again, see what's inside of them. There's no more thinking outside the box. And now I'm, I'm moving more to collaborate, which I just trademarked. Collaborate, communicate, create results. All right? Leaders, you know, to be more collaborative. I, I loved, I don't know if anyone was listening to Sherry. I hope they were because Sherry was great just now. What she said, you know, if leaders are looking to just call people in and just go, I want you to do this, that, and this. And you and I were talking about millennials, and I mm-hmm. hope you get to that. Um, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to get the person you wanted. You're not going to get the top tier. How do you get the top tier? How do you get, you know, those the, the valedictorians? How do you do that? And, and And please, there are people who have left college that are, I'm not saying college is, is the unnecessary. Bandwidth, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, it isn't. Uh, and yet, right now, that's where you're going to start your work from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I also believe in that. You know, starting somebody in the mailroom and, and moving on up. Okay. But but giving them that opportunity to have a voice within. And and I've got some amazing examples. You know, between Zappos and Wegmans and all kinds of places that that have really given the employee. You know, the rain to think for themselves within the parameters, and that's why I said within the parameters of the box, within the parameters of, um, of the orbit. There's a wonderful book by um, Gordon McKenzie called Orbiting the Giant Hairball, and it's about being creative at work and how we just stifle it, and it starts from our schools, and yet once you just allow for just this tiny bit of creativity, ah, 
everything opens, including the bank. Okay, this this affects bottom line. It really does. It does. And I can't wait to talk to you more about your workshops and why people come to you, who your ideal clients are. So just stay tuned for that. If you're listening, we're going to be right back with Maxine, but we have to take a quick break. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Let's face it, not all company challenges are the same, which is why strategic market intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive. Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547 or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for Rick Franzi. And let's dive right in to our interview with Maxine Shapiro. As we were talking before, you have a group of branded content that is just great for blowing people's minds. I wanted to know why your clients come to you. What are the problems that you're seeing solved through your keynotes and through your presentations and workshops? What's so interesting, Asia, about that is that the people that do call me are the ones that are already doing it. That's funny. I know. (laughs) And when I say by doing it, is they're already engaging with their employees. They They want more collaboration. They want to see ideas grow. Unfortunately, it's the companies that that need it. I can't tell you how many people come up to me when I do, um, you know, associations where obviously they're not working with. I, I I go into companies and I go into associations. So each person has their own company, and they go, God, can my boss use this? And I go, Well, give me their number. No, he'll never go for it, or she'll never go for it. And it's and it's so sad. So to answer your question, these are people that are open to to seeing that that. A lot is changing with the new economy, and they want to be different. 
And the only way to be different is to get people on the inside and, and to find out what that difference is. You know, branding is so big. You're just asking me about branding, and I was listening to the commercial before us. And branding is not something that some marketing company put together and said, now this is who you are. It's got to be authentic. And, and, it, and if you can take a room full of your employees and let them I mean, the branding, that's what I do is I come in and I facilitate so that the branding rises up and it's clear as a bell when I leave. And it's not about me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, And and, and it's not about me. It's about them. So, I, you know, whatever, I just give them the process by which to find it. Mm -hmm. And then it, it... it, it is magic, and it happens in a very short time. Once they realize that the trust is there, that they, that they are in an environment where they can express themselves, um, that people actually want to hear it. Because, you know, doing it once and going, well, I asked them to come to me with ideas, but they didn't. And it's like, sorry, you're going to have to do it again and again and again. You know, people have been shutting our ideas down for a very long time. Pleasant persistence, yes. especially yes. when it comes to an idea and a, an approach to work like this. So who is your ideal client? I know that you mentioned that a lot of people and companies that come to you seeking out your help and your expertise are actually people who are already trying to be different. But I asked you during our break, who would your ideal client be? If you could pick any company, it's just like a dream makeover. And I've been sitting here since she asked me this question, going, <laughs> can I really say it? Uh, Just do of, it. You know, uh, there are companies that think that they're that they're different from each other. Like when you go inside, and, and I'll just take, you know, banks for one, mm-hmm. okay? You go inside, and if you talk with them, they go, we're different. So let me ask you, Asia, do you think any there are differences between any banks? Hmm. The only foreseeable difference that I can note right now just because I just did some research is maybe banking savings accounts and the interest that you can make on ah. something like that. So very factual. There you We're go. on the same level with finance right now. So okay. things like that. But I think as far as customer service or approach to clients, no, not really. It, yeah. And and yet no. everybody thinks that 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 you know that they're different, and yet if you ask the the consumer what their perception is, there's it's no not, standout right it's now. Not. So how can you do that? And so I do get a lot of calls for um, what they call you know our customer service. And what I'm saying is let's make it you know quit the rote, and and let's now make it that awesome, outrageous, legendary customer experience. People want experiences now. Airbnb, you know, it's about the experience. You know, what going and, and hotels can do that. I mean, this is it now. They're they're they have to fight. It used to be, well, we'll just give them, you know, a, a nice cushy robe and, and that'll do, you know. <laughs> and of course, wonderful, wonderful customer experiences there. You know, I'm talking about the Ritz, most definitely. But now they have to even go beyond their brand and make it an individualized experience. And that's going to come from authenticity. It's all about that. So when you, when you, as an employee, ask me what I want, it's got to be authentic. And, you know, Nordstrom has this thing, you know, hire the smile. You know, because mm. you can train anybody into anything. But, the, you know, and, and they, they started the retail, you know, experience for you. Oh, God. Nordstrom's with customer service is like 
being with your friends, shopping with a personal designer who's also a friend. Oh, oh they're going to love to hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Oh, I yeah. love Nordstrom's yeah. customer yeah. service. But yeah. let's get back on track. So um, you mentioned that a lot of the people that come to you are already trying to be different. And I would, I'm trying to include the millennials in this interview. So millennials, or maybe even the people who aren't necessarily millennials that are trying to be different and trying to ban that rote system of old traditional ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. How do they start doing that today in, in a small way? Are there any small steps that they can start taking to kind of emulate what you're doing within your own brand? Wonderful. That's a great question, Aisha. I, I really believe that, first of all, learning three words, I don't know, and then coming up with, what do you think? You know, we, we think we have, and it doesn't take a long time to build trust. I do this one exercise that I start all my workshops and keynotes with, and I get everybody in the audience engaging on the story of your name. It's a 60-second exercise. And what happens is it breaks down everything and then I debrief it so let me just explain that when when I do my workshops and keynotes and coaching it isn't just you know exercise for exercise sake it's how do we now translate this to where we are in our work where we are in the industry where we are in the market okay and what are we trying to get to so it, it could be, you know, a five-minute, you know, or in this case, a two-minute exercise, and we can spend 30 minutes talking about it. And that's where the aha moments get, but because they literally experienced it, it wasn't me telling them, because I could, you know, throw out a, pop, you know, a PowerPoint and they could be just fine, thank you very much. It, no, it's not going to work. And, and there's a phrase for us experiential trainers, this is not death by PowerPoint. You know, this really isn't. <laughs> And it is a process, and it's a process that works, which is really important. And so, you know, when, when I do conferences, they say, you know, can we have your PowerPoint ahead of time? And I say, no, you know, they're going to have to, because I want people to be surprised. It, it is that spontaneity, you know, and I also, when we do these exercises, I make sure that, that they're not examples of work, because then they know what they should be saying. Mm. So we take other examples, and then we translate it. And, and it, it really does become um, quite easy to, to transform. I mean, it really does. You know, again, once there's an atmosphere of trust, and, you know, once the – and I won't have a workshop without the CEO saying, I'm going to be there. But if they oh, just I say, love that. Yeah, you know, if she just says, go fix them, mm, sorry. Nope, you got to be there. Got to be there. <laughs> Well, I can't believe we're out of time. Uh, I could talk to you about this for a whole other hour, maybe three. But for everyone listening who wants to attend Maxine Shapiro's keynotes or workshops, where can they find out more? How can they keep updated with you and keep in touch? Uh, MaxineShapiro.com. M-A-X-I-N-E. Oh, oh, go ahead. You can yeah, say it. I was going to say it, but it's M-A-X-I-N-E-S-H-A-P-I-R-O.com. Correct. So MaxineShapiro.com. Make sure you head to that website. Check it out. It's going to change the way that you think about work. Maybe you won't even think of it as work anymore. 
I just got goosebumps. I swear, <laughs> I, I swear, Asia, I love that. It's so true. It's Thank so you so true. much for coming in today. Thank you. All right. Well, the goal for our show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. Thank you to all of our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Setup Group, T&Co, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. That was a mouthful. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Hey, Paul. Our producer, Crystal Nunley. Our live events producer is me, Asia Celestino, our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, and I'm filling in for Rick Franzi. He is our usual host, and he'll be back next week. But until next time, we hope all of your decisions move your company in a positive direction. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 